Some, okay, let's get this Somewhere going. In the so, something, something in my stomach's brewing fierce. God. It's that little cheese. Hello, welcome to Day One Fuck. Bad Spot. No! <laughs> so two ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! That, that cannot. That cannot yeah. be the starting point. That is it. That is it. Gross. <laughs> Questionable cheese. No. I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that brewing part in the edit. That's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, our top stories this week include Bethesda canceling their E3 June <laughs> showcase. Uh, Sony has announced new TVs that are ready for PlayStation 5. Um, update on Star Wars Squadrons and why it is only $40. Also, there will not be a, a, ne- a, like a fully next-gen version, but they're going to be relying on backwards compatibility. And then also, um, they tried to ban the U.S. military from recruiting through Twitch and esports in the U.S. And we have a query corner question. But how are you guys all doing? Actually, I didn't introduce you guys. I'm Ryan. Uh, Tim's here. Hello. Adrian's here. Hi. Matt's here. Yo. What's what's new with you guys? Something. Adriano? Something fierce. That's uh something, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> something fierce this way comes. Yeah. Um I've uh, had a fairly busy week. I've not um I have played more uh Ori in the Blind Force and more Assassin's Creed. Um I am I do have three days off in a row, which is very rare for me. So I am going to start um, Jedi Order, Order, Fallen Order, Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order, whatever the fuck they call them. Um, I'm going to start that this weekend. That's my plan. But other than that, Overwatch, Hearthstone, you know the the basics. I think Ryan, we have a Overwatch event coming up. The Summer Games is starting up soon. Yeah. So I'm sure you, Marty, and I will have three solid weeks of that. Um, but, uh, I feel like I'm missing something else. Oh yeah. Some, I just kept on playing Gran Turismo and going through my unplayed list for SNES and NES games as I've been doing my entire life. And that's pretty much it. You tried to play Uncharted, uh, what's yes. that one called? Uh, Golden, Golden Abyss. Abyss. So, um, before I go too far in the Uncharted series, which would have been four, would have been the next game. Um, us talking, I pretty much said that if I play four, there's no way in hell that I would go back to Golden Abyss. If I play Golden Abyss, it has to be before I play four. Um, and then you, I came to get your PlayStation TV. Is that what it's yep. called? Okay. Yep. Um, and or then the you Vita TV. I don't no, know. PlayStation. I, I think I think in Europe is one name, and here it's a different name. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I thought it was in Japan. It was Vita TV. Yeah. So I got that. I got the game. You gave me memory card. I came home, and even before, we should have done this before, but then I, I I did a quick compatibility search, and it turns out a good chunk of the games from PS Vita are compatible on the PS TV, but Golden Abyss is actually not, because it relies on touch interface for some parts and light sensor for other parts. Because of it, I cannot play it. And then you actually offered up your PS Vita, and I've declined um, so I'm just going to go right into Uncharted 4 and then uh, the appropriate DLC so I can get to Last of Us Part 2. Nice. Uh, Matt? Um, well, I've been doing the... Uh, continuing the old Fallout 76 grind, doing our dailies, doing my stuff. What a grind it is. What a grind it is, but there's some good uh, some good events and stuff actually coming up, which is really exciting. And I can definitely see myself falling off uh, of the seasons. Like I noticed, this is the sort of the Fortnite effect, if you will. 
I just noticed the other day when I was doing one of the building challenges that I I just have too many things now in that game, and I'm just actually forgetting some of my what some of the rewards are. Mm-hmm. So if there's a Brotherhood season or something like that, I'm a big Brotherhood fan, so I'll certainly be participating. But I think that I'll be I'll be playing the game as I normally would. I'm just not going to be sort of worrying about the daily stuff necessarily in future seasons unless I specifically like the content. But this is kind of like the first hurrah, so I wanted to try it. Uh, but other than that, uh, I've been I got a lot of progress done in uh, Rage Three. Pushed into the swamp region, which I kept getting my ass kicked in. Pushed into there, unlocked a bunch of vehicles. I can fly around now. Did a couple of the, uh, I'm not sure what they were. I think they were not timed events, but I think they were events that were sent in like later. So as I, as you play the game, there's these little like message bots that are at the cities. And one of the bots gave me a few bounties. And I believe these were... I don't know if they were timed exclusive or what, or they were just given out later or something. That That's just the, the impression I'm getting. I don't actually have any proof of that. But uh, one was like to go count down this big like space worm and stuff like that. So I did that. Uh, so I'm actually like kicking ass. I got a bunch of good weapons now and stuff like that. So I am, I believe I'm one story chapter away from doing the conclusion. Like, I think that'll be that's sort of the top of the story mountain, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then if the in-game UI is to be trusted, I'll slowly but surely work my way over into the actual sort of conclusion, uh, mat- like, material. So that is sort of where I'm at there. Uh, and then I just haven't touched Ghost of Tsushima, actually, um, hardly. I did, like, some pictures. I kind of ran around a little bit. It's kind of, it's, I'm kind of, I'm kind of treating it like I was Red Dead 2, where I only really do a longer play session of Ghost of Tsushima. So maybe I'll try it on the, because it's a long weekend, so maybe I'll try it on the long weekend type of thing and try to get a good few hour session in uh, some around sometime there. But I'm just trying to mop up a few games because it's end of the gen and uh, just generally I haven't been, I, I was, I think we were hitting like 76 really hard and then I was hitting Call of Duty really hard during the, the sort of heart of the quarantine period so i kind of fell behind in my single player stuff so that's sort of where where i'm at i'm just trying to uh, mop up some of those experiences um sorry uh, matt did uh you say you you did do some red dead online or you wanted to do, or you plan on doing no it? no so like uh i th- the reason why i haven't done ghost of tsushima is because i'm treating it like i used to red dead redemption 2 when i did the story so i just i just didn't like sitting down and playing the story of red dead redemption 2 in in like a one or two hour spurt, I would like a, at least a four hour. And so I would sort of reserve, you know, in general, like a Sunday afternoon or something for Red Dead uh, Redemption 2 when the story, like when I hadn't beat it at that point. And so I'm, I just find myself doing the same thing with Ghost of Tsushima because I, I like having that game distract me. Like I like how it takes me over here and takes me over there and there's like a fox over here and there's all this stuff. I like how it moves me around and I like naturally going places. <coughs> Whereas I'd done maybe one or two sort of shorter play sessions and I've had to sort of cut myself off and been like, no, I have to stop now. I'm going to go to the story mission. Like I heard something in the woods over there, but I'm not going to go over there. I keep doing side stuff. I have to do the story. Like I want to finish one story mission tonight. And so I'm just sort of, I think I'm just going to do sort of longer play sessions in that um, in that game just because, just because of the, how the open world is sort of laid out. Mm. I, I, I do have an itching to play Ghost of Tsushima. I, I want more Breath of the Wild, so I kind of I need something to to hold me over, and 
So I, I am actually really looking forward to playing that game. But I, I did read somewhere that, that Red Dead Online is getting new online content somewhere. Already that, did. Uh, it already did. What did, what did it add? It, uh, I haven't played it yet, but it did add a role. Uh, I think it's called The Naturalist. Something to do with animals. Like you can like, take pictures or you can deliver rare pelts or something like that. So there's oh. that. There's there a go, new. Matt. And there's a new there's a new outlaw pass as well, uh, which is sort of their season pass like thing. But again, that's that's one of those games where we we played the crap out of it. So the online started getting rolls and stuff, and we started playing with Aaron, and we played the crap out of it for a good three months. And I've just I don't know I'm just happy with what I what my clothes like I just I don't need like I didn't even buy all of the clothes in the base game, so I just. I haven't even looked at it. I don't know. I just, I think, I think, I just hit critical mass and I realize it's like, well, like I could keep doing these Fortnite seasons for an example, but I can't wear all these costumes and I have my favorite costume on and I haven't switched in a long time. So like, what's the point in even introducing the grind? I might as well just play for fun. And that's what I did do in, in Fortnite for a few months. So. Yeah, I'm kind of the same with uh, Red Dead right now where. I'm happy they got that update, and I did want to check it out. But when I booted the game up, it just it just felt kind of old and tired, and I just didn't want to kind of do it. But you, you know? guys, uh, but you guys keep on doing Fallout, eh? That's that's like that the first time they had a new like a season, and we also play it with Marty and Laura quite a bit, and that's pretty fun, you know. I was ta- I was talking to Matt, and it's like it's just become more of a, a a social game than like a game we actually play for a great deal of enjoyment. So. Yeah, the 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 thing with seventy six is, is if no one played it, I wouldn't be doing even this season. The only season I would ever participate in is a Brotherhood of Steel season, because I'm just like a big fan of them, and I would come back for the Wastelanders because like, I I played this game solo, uh, solo and multiplayer for the first like week that it came out, and like I'm totally fine playing that game, but I would just treat it like a regular game, like oh, there's an update that I'm interested in. I'll come back and do Wastelanders, finish Wastelanders, be done with it. But the fact that I've, the fact that it's become sort of our social game, it allows me to do the grind. Like uh, Call of Duty is a, is a really good example of that too for me. So Call of Duty back in the day, like in 360, that used to be like our sort of social thing. And everyone would be like, you want to go on Xbox? Effectively, that meant, do you want to play COD? And then everyone would just play COD. And and it's sort of the, the same way. So I still have a group of friends that play on, on Xbox and they play Call of Duty. And I don't even, I didn't even buy the season pass. I never have. And I'm just solely there for, you know, I, I like playing it. Obviously, I'm not going to play something I don't like, but I just do not care about the grind at all. I'm there for sort of the social aspect and for just playing the game for fun. And I find it to be way more enjoyable than running after challenges. Some people love that stuff, but I'm just not one of them. Uh, Tim, what's new with you? Um, Just for the first time, I've only been playing like one game and that's Ghost of Tsushima. It's just like I started playing it on stream and it's all I've played this past week and all I've wanted to play. It's just so, so goddamn good. I wasn't expecting because I didn't really know anything about it. I um, I went into it. I had avoided like all spoilers. I hadn't seen any gameplay. I didn't know anything about anything with this game. And it was actually, um, I guess I got it two weeks ago because um like when it when it first released and then that was the week that kayla and i went on vacation so we weren't here for me to like play it at all so i booted it up on on monday and 
it's the only game I've played the past five days. And I've probably put an average of like five hours in it every day. It's so uh, just completely polished and fantastic. It's such a complete experience. It's so good. I was talking to Matt uh, last night. And I'm not sure if you heard this too, because um, you played the Yakuza games, right? Mm-hmm. One of the, I believe it was the creative director. He said that that Ghost of Tsushima should have been a game that that a Japanese developer made. And yeah, that he said like um, that uh, they beat us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was so an that, article. That's high praise, I think there was an article that was written. I can't remember who wrote it, whether it was like Kotaku or Gamespot or somebody. But the way that they wrote that, um, the title of that article made it seem like they were saying that Sucker Punch shouldn't have made it. But then when you actually like go into the article and read it, it's it's basically like what you said. It's like he's giving them very, very high praise because he's saying like, this is so, you know, um, historically accurate. It's so culturally accurate. It's so, um, he's just like, I, I can't believe that it wasn't a Japanese studio that, that made this. Yeah. And when I first read that to Matt last night, he actually thought it was like more of an insult sounding type of mm-hmm. deal. Well, when you say uh, it like that, it sounds like an insult, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's just so friggin' good. They released some stats um, today. I think it was on Twitter, um, Sucker Punch. In the mm-hmm. first 10 days that the game um, has been out, uh, for those who are familiar with the game, 8.8 million foxes have been petted. <laughs> the ones that lead you to the in uh the inari shrines 17.1 million bamboo strikes have been completed by players 37.5 million shrines honored and 15.5 million photos taken that's a lot that's <laughs> that's a lot it's funny i was going through my screenshots of the game and even the ones that i had accidentally taken still looked good like huh. you know you've made a photogenic game when someone accidentally takes a picture and it's still like, oh, okay, that's not bad. What's nice about it is it's not like the most realistic looking game, but the the style that they chose to go with is is just so gorgeous. Oh yeah, like the super heavy influence from the old samurai films and stuff like that. Have you turned on uh, Kurosawa mode yet? I've I've not done that yet. Yeah, it it makes everything really like exaggerated. So mm-hmm. like the blood spurts are more exaggerated and the um the winds, like the wind effects and particle effects are like stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like super cool because it just feels like an old, like over the top, like a little bit campy kind of old Japanese samurai movie, which is pretty cool. Yeah, obviously after the director Kurosawa, um, where they obviously took a lot of inspiration from for that game. But yeah, the, the characters, the cinematics, all of the like weapons and armor and stuff you can get in that game all the skills and unlocks combat is like one of the most polished combat systems. It's in so game. fun too. It's just when you, when you go into like a camp and you don't take a hit and you just dispatch everybody, it's <laughs> like, I was just like, you just have to sit there for a second and be like, Oh my God, that was so badass!" Like it just, it looks and feels and plays amazing. Oh yeah. Here you go. Here's another stat. 810.3 years on horseback. Holy <laughs> crap. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, 156.4 million standoffs. Nice. And I, and I like this one. 130, uh, 139.4 million enemies collapsed in fear. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> nice. I had a, uh, I was telling Ryan, I had, a, I had a bug, but it was hilarious. So, uh, you know how you can do the standoff. The first guy comes out, 
you fight him and then up to two more guys come out depending on your skill level. Mm-hmm. So I had first guy comes out, I beat him. Second guy comes out, I beat him. And then it pans over to what should be the third guy, but it's just a bla- just a bear, just a black bear. <laughs> and the bear's like, and I just hauled ass. Like, I got the hell out of there. So, like, clearly it, like, must just grab the enemies in the area. And I don't think that bear was supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, man, bears will fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, I had like, it, uh, I got the hell out of there. I had a break on me where I killed the first guy and it went to, to go to, to the second guy. And there was no one there. And I was just standing there, like, ready. <laughs> and nothing happened. What yeah, the hell? I've, I've yeah. seen some weird shit. I posted a clip on my Twitter uh, earlier this week. I was Apparently, it's a known thing, or at least it's happened to other people as well, where you're in the Golden Temple. And um, this one lady will, like, walk down the stone steps. And then she goes to turn on the corner. But she takes the corner too sharply and, like, goes to walk up over this, like, stone wall. And then she's not supposed to like leave the ground so when she goes up off this wall she like does this falling animation and then flies up into the air and then lands and then flies up into the air again and lands again and then just gets up and walks off like nothing happened <laughs> <laughs> yo she she falls so hard i think i tw- i think i tweeted at you she falls so hard that she bounces too it like looks like she bounces yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just a delight to play I know this game's already out, but it, I'm already excited to see where they could take a sequel. You know, hmm. interesting. That, that interesting. could be that could be pretty far off because uh, they took quite a bit of time between Infamous and and this game. Yeah. I think they need it, honestly. Like, I think they just they just straight well, quite literally just need it. You know, I remember somebody saying that they want to um, release fewer games, but but spend more time working on them and and make them like bigger and better games Mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of what we're seeing now with the last of us part two uh which was incredible it took like six years or whatever it was to to make you know like hollywood style games yeah so just take forever and dump a whole bunch of money into it i was gonna say too like um it kind of seems like sony lets their developers do whatever they want and if you notice we get things like god of war and this and like you know obviously the quality is great and everything but you also notice there's no there's no microtransactions in the case mm-hmm. of God of War. There's no DLC. There was a deluxe edition for Ghost of Tsushima, but I have no idea whether there's DLC or whether that's even been discussed. And it just seems like Sony just let, like, actually, truly lets their devs do whatever they want. According to Naughty Dog, they said that Sony doesn't pressure them to make, like, another Uncharted or even to have made The Last of Us Part Two. They chose to do that. I wonder we, we... what what they, like, what, what the first time was, because... I'm sure they meddled in the beginning. Yeah. Or so I assume anyway, but like, you know, years ago, I'm sure they had some meddling and I wonder what the first project was where someone was like, let's just leave them and see what happens. Maybe they, I'm sure there's some dialogue between devs and the corp or whatever, where they're like, just leave us alone, man. You're you're curious about what was the incident that made Tony say, maybe we should just let people make the games they want to make. Yeah. Like what, what game, what game did it? Like where, where they were like, let's try it because that's a big gamble. If they're used to meddling, I don't even know whether they were meddling in the beginning, you but they what? certainly weren't producing stuff like this. You know, it was probably it was probably when they were fighting um, the Xbox 360. I wonder if they thought um, we have to do something more bold, and, and that's really when they kind of caught up at the end of that generation when they starting a um, game like Uncharted 3 and and The Last of Us, and um, you know, so. Does does Ryan sound like shit to anyone else? Yeah. Okay. 
Bye, Ryan. Do I sound better? Now you sound better. You sounded super robotic there. Can you not hear me? Okay. I'm just saying my internet connection was uh, unstable. Mm. Still a little bit Can you choppy. Hear me? Am I good? Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, you're questionable, but yeah, you're fine for now. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, go well, through. What, what were you saying? Someone read before? off the first news story for me, then. Uh, the first no, no, news. Just, we'll just move on. Okay. The first news story is Bethesda cancels E3 June showcase. So, um, in a statement from marketing VP Pete Hines, um, who usually you know headlines the presentations, says the company's facing many challenges to the pandemic, and as a result, won't be hosting its digital showcase in June even though it is August, it's almost August. It does not note that the company will still be sharing its plans for the coming months, uh, though it is unclear if this means a single large digital presentation will still be happening or if the announcements will be split into individual ones. Um, did anyone else find this kind of odd that this this thing Very about... Very weird. E- Very e- weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's extremely weird. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, it is. it is very... If they're talking about like a like an E three press conference that's not going to happen now that it's not going to happen is I like I figured it's almost it's almost July and the <laughs> fact a that all, late yeah the fact that all of June happened and most of July has happened like I wasn't I wasn't expecting much from from Bethesda and even and even the showcases in years past has always kind of seemed like I I almost feel like they kind of scrape stuff together to uh, to put on a presentation. Um, like, how how do you guys feel about not having a, Beth- a uh, Bethesda E3 2020 press conference? Well, here's the weirdest thing about this whole thing, actually, to be totally blunt, is QuakeCon is, is coming up very soon, and that's still happening. Not the in-person one, but QuakeCon at home. And QuakeCon is, is a place where they would show off sort of a follow-up to their E3 presentation in recent years. They would show off Stuff about Wastelanders in E3. And then they would show a little bit more at QuakeCon. And so it's strange that this statement comes out now when E3 is, you know, long since gone. And then, like, I don't think anyone was expecting anything. I don't know why they even mentioned it. QuakeCon comes out and it's just that's where I think we expect to see the stuff. This is where we expect to see Fallout 76 news on the new update and stuff like that. Potentially Starfield or something if there's a trailer because that's been, you know, a year or more now actually out uh, or since announcement, I guess. So what a weird and you know what this actually doesn't bode well, maybe this is me reading into it. But to me, it actually sounds like they might be in trouble. It actually sounds like maybe people maybe they're seeing the community reaction and this is totally speculation, but they they might be seeing the community reaction to QuakeCon and realizing that Oh my God! People want you know this, 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 and this, and we don't have any of that. I mean, like I, it's this is probably like just the past year. It's probably the first year in a long time where I've like barely thought about Bethesda at all. And I used to be like, like all in on Bethesda, and now I just, I just don't even really care what they're doing. Like, you know, Starfield, eh, Elder Scrolls Six, whatever. I just I feel like they've just done the done their own community wrong so many times recently that like there's no 
that that faith is gone pretty much i just feel like i can't have any faith in them anymore yeah i mean there's like i still i still play their games obviously and i'm still into the seasons and i'm still into that but like we've had we've had like several conversations like fallout 76 basically starts out where we have a plan to do something we go to go play it and then we have a bunch of glitches during it and uh, like during our doing of whatever it is launching a nuke whatever and we you know sort of complain as we go but we get through it and then it the end of the night just becomes us bitching in general it's like it's like fallout 76 is like you know it is monetized i'm not going to get like super into it but it's monetized with premium currency it's monetized with limited time sales alongside that premium currency of course it's monetized with an optional subscription it's monetized with with seasons which doesn't sound like it's monetized but it is because you could potentially pay per level of the season you could pay 150 atoms so it's like this game is so monetized and you have to pay for it up front this isn't a free-to-play game you know and so you get like so much more out of Fortnite for just paying for the season pass or the battle pass once because once if you actually complete the battle passes or near complete the battle passes you get enough v bucks that's the premium currency in Fortnite to buy subsequent seasons now that that's kind of standard practice in other places and in in Fallout's case the season pass is free so you know they you know t- you know hats off to them for that at least but it's still it's still like as though they woke up and decided oh people monetize things like crazy let's go and do that like the 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 modding is 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 a prime example of that where they they have the um the create creation club creative club i forget what they call it now creation club something like that but the fact that you can have a premium currency in fallout 4 which was patched in later you can have a premium currency in fallout 4 and then you can go and you know buy mods is something that the community so heavily was against in the in like when they did it on Steam because they did this on Steam a long time ago that they went back on it and then they just like went then they went back on it again and they're like no we're doing this kind of thing. So, but the but referencing the actual article here, like their their absence of a of an E three showcase is COVID related. It has nothing to do with um. Well, I'm sure I'm sure it does, but they're on a public facing level. They're saying that it has they're facing many challenges due to the pandemic. Like, do you do you guys honestly believe that if if they if this COVID wasn't an issue and, you know, life was as normal, if they would have a worthwhile presentation? Because when they started doing these presentations a couple of years ago, I think with the announcement of Fallout 4, like it feels like every year they've kind of forced themselves to get up onto a stage and force themselves to kind of get stuff ready just to say, hey, we we are part of the big boy team with the E3 press conferences. And it's weird how they can't kind of came into this E3 thing just as, you know, the the you know, the kids in the older grade kind of said, you know what, maybe we're gonna start doing the at home like the separate presentations throughout the year instead of coming together once a year and and, and doing them there. Um, I will say that it's one thing, one thing that's strange and is like sort of a red flag in my brain, in my head, when it comes to Bethesda having trouble during the pandemic is, you know, everyone's having their own problems, but in terms of just solely the business sense, they did release Wastelanders during the pandemic. Now, how far along it was in development before the pandemic hit and how much they actually had to do at home 
or whether they were able to work from certain offices or, you know, whatever, because Bethesda is so spread out and there's different laws in all the states and like whatever, you know, all the rest of it. So, you know, everyone's situation is sort of different. And so, you know, I hesitate to say I it, it's a red flag, but it's like a red flag with a question mark where, you know, are they just are they just saying this because they don't have as much as they and I, again, I'm all speculation, but it, are they saying this because they don't have as much as people are expecting and that, you know, w- the red flag in my head is 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 null because maybe they were almost done Wastelanders and only had two weeks to do like two weeks of regular work to work on it. And they ended up taking a month during the pandemic. If that's the case for other projects, then that's, you know, potentially adding a year or something to it. So, like, we don't know the internal struggle of Bethesda, obviously. Like, they don't seem to talk about it for, like, outside of this. But it's just, like, like it's, it's sort of like what Tim said. It's like, they came out and they said this. But I'm not... I am personally not excited for Starfield. I really want to see it. But it's hard, I'm to be excited, hard to be excited when we know pretty much nothing about it. It's well. What I mean though is, is if if Bethesda comes out and says we're building an uh, an RPG like like uh, Elder Scrolls again, like if if in, in let's say Fallout <laughs> never existed, we're building a post apocalyptic game like Elder Scrolls. You know, you can get excited on on that like sort of front. Mm-hmm. But now that we're now that I'm seeing that they monetize like everybody else. Or even more so in some cases, it's it's difficult because, like, is Elder Scrolls Six going to have seasons? I think. You know? Well, wait, I think it's unfair to compare what um, Starfield might be or Elder Scrolls Six might be to um, Fallout seventy six because Fallout seventy six was very much based on a live, ongoing game that they talked about, and I believe Pete Hines even said that this game can go until the end of time. Yeah, it was supposed to be the last follow game. Um, whereas I think I think Starfield and, and Elder Scrolls 6 are some more your traditional single-player, you know, 100-hour RPG. Right. Um, but, I mean, who knows? Was it just last year that they showed off those, um, those little teasers for those games? I think so. So, I mean, I'm not sure what else they could show. And I think, again, I think Pete Hines even said, like, we barely showed off Starfield, let alone Elder Scrolls Six. Um, I don't know. They 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 have a few games um, that actually got showed off at Sony's conference, didn't they? This year, uh, there was that that death one where you keep like death dying. Loop. Death oh, Loop. Death Loop. That's right. That oh, was one yeah. game that they could show off more of. That was um, from the uh, Dishonored people, right? Arcane Studios. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember that. And then whoever makes the uh, Wolfenstein games, I think they they'd probably have something in the in the uh, pipeline right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I would also like an update on what's happening with Fallout seventy six come next gen. Oh, you know they're <laughs> not going to do that. They're just going to. I don't know. I just, just want to know what they're doing. Since when has Bethesda ever released a game on seven different platforms? <laughs> oh, are you talking Skyrim? <laughs> thing is, oh, the thing yeah, is, though, right. is it's, it's it's more of a question of like what how this company, meaning Bethesda, is going to handle the fact that next gen is backwards compatible. Like, are we going to see Fallout 76 come out in a next-gen capacity, but in a year or two? Or are we oh going to just, my... like, have them play it, play the old version? You know, oh like, like how is it going to work? I can absolutely... Man, when they try to backwards compatibility the old one to the new one, holy fuck, is that going to break that game all over again? Like, it, I am, <laughs> I can already see the just the launch day Reddit post now, just to see how fucking bad it gets. 
that's a little scary. But I, yeah, I think the architectures are close enough that I don't think it will be too bad. But who knows? Bethesda's, you know, I mean, notorious. The, the game launched on a fairly like stable platform, and it was still terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, I think I think it was Matt that told me that Starfield is still being done on the same engine. Like they're not. There, there's, mm-hmm. there's currently like a rumor, and, and like I don't know how confirmed this is, but I was looking this up back when the '76 sort of controversy broke, and there was allegedly an argument within Bethesda. Whether it's been debunked now, I don't know. I haven't updated myself, but there was allegedly an argument where there's a new engine, and they like there's a new engine that they've been experimenting with, or there's a new engine within Bethesda of some sort. Whether it makes it or I don't know, totally speculation, but allegedly they, um. They used that. They wanted to use that engine for the space combat and flying around in this in like a spaceship, but like I guess there was like allegedly Bethesda HQ said no to use the old engine, and apparently one of their smaller sort of you know satellite offices or just sub offices whatever they call them, they uh, they ended up making a space sequence in the new engine faster better running better than in the old engine and the old engine they were really struggling with it and and then when like that was shown off to to bethesda hq it was it was either bethesda or zenimax hq whichever because zenimax owns bethesda and this is all rumor anyway but it was like alleged alleged that it was like no we are not using the new engine for this like apparently it was like we are absolutely not using the new engine for this don't even try now (laughs) That that could very well be totally fake. It could very well be something that, you know, was for clickbait because that's very clickbaity. That's very kind of stereotypical. And these guys are tech guys. So the, you wouldn't if, if somebody can make something faster, better, cheaper. It's kind of hard to convince a tech guy to be like, no, we're doing it the old way because but like without a reason. So this could be totally bullshit. It could be totally debunked already. But that's what I had heard and- well, like months ago, if not more than a year ago now. Another problem is like all us fans and stuff. We're not, we're not programmers or technicians on uh, that deal with game engines, you know. So it's hard for us to kind of say, oh, it's the game engine is the problem, but it, it could be a whole different myriad of things. I mean, this if, is an engine that goes back all the way to Oblivion, and like, there's been consistent glitches in like <laughs> every game they've made in this yeah. engine, and it's like, well, there is a common denominator there. It would be nice though to hear from someone who's like worked on it. Yeah. I thought uh, I thought Morrowind also used that engine. Is it Morrowind too? I I honestly thought it was Daggerfall. I know it's at oh, least a back geez. to Oblivion. I don't know how old. It's a creation engine, right? How old the is that? Creation engine. Yeah. Let's take a look. Because let's, I know. Let's do some binging. Because I know that. Um, I know that the guy that was. I think it was during E3 Coliseum, uh, when Fallout 76 was revealed that year. He came out and he was like sort of the engine guy, and he was saying how all like that engine like how he's talking about how that engine worked and how it like rendered stuff and whatever and he was saying that he was finding fixes all the way back from like whatever game and he like made some references that i can't remember but he was like how like they would fix like you know a sword or something and he'd be like whoa what the hell like you know morrowind dot whatever mm-hmm. or like whatever it was it's like what the hell is this doing in here <laughs> so like that is an old engine and the thing is is like you could possibly like you could probably still use it uh, i yeah, thought so- uh Slight, slight correction here. So it was, it's a Gamebryo yeah. that was Morrowind, Oblivion, and Fallout 3. But Skyrim on and onward is a creation engine. I do huh. remember them announcing a whole new engine when Skyrim came out. 
And Elder Scrolls Six has it listed as nothing so far. But were they based on the same thing though? Was it just like an updated version that they renamed? Could be. Let's go to the actual. Um... Um, Bethesda decided that Gabriel's capabilities were becoming too outdated and began work on the creation engine for their next game, Skyrim, by forking the code base used for Fallout Three. So it's based on the same code base mm. as Gamebryo. I imagine it's super difficult to write your own game engine, right? From the ground up. Well, they don't have to. Like, just use literally any other major game engine that's out there right yeah, now. Yeah, use the fucking Unreal engine. I, you know like what? I'll, I'll say this as, as a non-database, or not a, a non-game like game, game uh, engine architect, if that's what they call them. I will say that, like, the, you, uh, there's a lot of that engine that is, is good, but there's a lot of that engine that's very clunky. I just think they could probably fix it. Oh my god. The Fallout 4 VR uses the creation engine. But the thing the thing god, is god though, only if you... knows how many how many times <laughs> that made people throw up. But if you go back, <laughs> if you go back to Fallout 4 and and I I've gone back and just I've just been watching some some Fallout 4 videos uh, like late at night and I've been looking at some of the mods and stuff and Fallout 4 runs really well actually in comparison to 76. It runs really yeah. well. It looks good. It has better textures. It and and to be blunt, I never complained about the engine back then. The building was clunky, but it was the first time they did it. Now, whether the building was clunky due to the engine, again, not a database or not a whatever engineer, so I don't know. But the point is, is like I wouldn't, you wouldn't, if if seventy six was just a pure co op game, not an MMO, and just ran like four. You would have people absolutely complaining about the weird glitches, but it wouldn't be as severe as this. Yeah. This engine should not have been brought online, period, full stop, never in a million years. There's a reason why ESO isn't running this engine, period. Why didn't they just use the same engine that ESO is on? Like, who even cares if it looks worse than Fallout 4? Like, if you stylize it enough, it can get a pass. Like, a lot of MMOs go for a, a really stylized approach because they know if they try to go for realistic it's just going to be way too much to render and mmos are designed to be accessible by like literally the person out in the middle of fucking nowhere with an absolute garbage pc tower that has to run it on like mi- like the very bare minimum settings just to be able to pl- have the game run at a playable frame rate like that's what they should have done with 76 is like they knew that it was going to be online all the time they should have just treated it like an MMO and instead they tried to treat it like a full follow game that also is multiplayer, which is like, to be fair, it's what we asked for for a long time. It's just, it did not deliver and it couldn't deliver. And I think you're right. It's just like the engine can't handle an online game to that scale. And like, I remember I was in anticipation of 76. I went back and I played through Fallout 4 again. And I was like, you know what? Fallout 4, pretty solid game. People gave it a hard time when it came out because it wasn't New Vegas. But at the end of the day, if you're looking for like a game in that universe that's not exactly the same kind of game as what Fallout games have been in the past, decent game, especially with some mods. Mods really make that game look, or not look, but like even just that little bit better. Pretty much par for the course for Bethesda games. But then I played 76 and I was like, why does this game look worse than four? And it's like four years newer. Like it looks worse. It, it, it's running worse. <laughs> like networks are just not even working on day one. Like the bar is not high for Bethesda, but come on, man. <laughs> well, there, there's, there's a problem. And I pointed this out to Marty and like, he didn't believe me at first. And then he like went back and was like, Jesus is, be, is, is so nuclear winter is their, their battle royale. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Nuclear Winter 
they do not do so when you use a stim pack your hand comes out and you stab yourself with the stim pack mm. that lags frequently <laughs> and so in nuclear winter it just does the healing because it doesn't do the animation oh my god because they can't handle it like that is like uh, like I'm sorry but that is one of those moments where like if I was programming the that animation I'd be embarrassed yeah like I'd be like, this is uh, like this is embarrassing. Our competitors have things like Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Two, just talking about pure graphical fidelity and frame rate on a regular PS4. Ghost of Tsushima runs without a hitch on my PS4 launch day version, you know. And yeah. then we have this game that can't render my hand and calculate a number of how much I was healed. When I repair things in that game, I have a perk that doubles the repair, so it's at two hundred percent health. And the whole game skips like five, six frames. It skips for like two, three seconds trying to figure out how much like healing I should do to that item. Repair I should do to that item. All right. Well, let's stop uh, ripping on Bethesda and move on <laughs> to our next story here. Um, Sony has announced new TVs that are ready for the PlayStation 5. This comes to us from GameSpot. Um, now, I've always wondered this. Like, like, Maybe they did this in past generations or just somewhere in the past. I've always wondered that Sony, who makes TVs, why they don't have a big old sticker on the box that says this is made for our PlayStations, right? That's a really good point. I never thought about it like that. It would just make shopping for them so much easier, especially mm-hmm. if you don't really know. There's a lot going on in TVs nowadays, and it can be kind of crazy to figure out what you need, especially if you want a good gaming experience. Well, like um, especially if they had something that like there was some little feature, like even if it wasn't major, but some little thing yeah. that was like designed specifically for like integration or like communicating with a ps5 or even a ps4 yeah Yeah. like just that little extra something that's like hey if you got a a sony tv look at this cool thing that it can do when you like like you say you could like use your ps4 controller through bluetooth to control like web browsing or navigation on a p on like a sony tv like why aren't they doing that yeah totally so they announced two uh bravia televisions uh one is the z90h and the Z8H. Now, one is like only a thousand dollars, and the other one goes up to six thousand dollars. Holy hell! Because it uh, it goes into 8K, right? <laughs> it, that's Holy an 8K. crap! Is right. It's an, yeah, it's 8K. Six thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's consumer grade. So, the, what makes them kind of gaming ready is they uh, they have HDMI 2.1, which lets them deliver the 120 frames per second and full 4K resolution. Nice. Uh, it also has like a low latency mode. Now it's not like some PC monitors, which you can get like one millisecond. I I believe, now don't quote me on this, but I think it was like seven milliseconds, um, which is still I think pretty good. I mean, for a TV, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, would you guys ever buy? Now these prices, and there's only two models, but would you guys ever buy a made-for-gaming TV? I would, I think I'm, for sure. I'm not against it. But it would have to, like, I'm going to weigh it equally against a non-made-for-gaming TV as well. So I'd be willing to be part of the guinea pig process for that. Because, like, (laughs) that's what I buy a a monitor for, primarily, is playing games. Like, watching watching Netflix, sure. But there's not much else I do on on a TV, aside from hooking it up to a console. So, like, that makes sense to me like the 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 value proposition is there for me but i 
it wouldn't be something I'd just be like, oh, this is for gaming? Okay, add to cart. Like, I would have to look into it still. I wouldn't just jump into it. But I, I would I would try to educate well, that myself That is a tricky thing, because with PCs, and shit. with PCs, they kind of throw around gaming, and they slap it on every box, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day. Yeah. I remember, like, way back, too, they used to have old two TVs that were Xbox-ready. And I mean, like, for the original Xbox. And, like, I don't know what the what the features were what were those tvs doing I, that's a good question i just know that that, that was a brand <laughs> microsoft's never made a tv right i'm pretty sure it was like an rca tv or something like one of the big boys back then in, in the tubes the tube tv space matt you remember those 3d tv i think you bought one right? i bought one and it broke it was horrible <laughs> what was the, what was the visual quality of that tv though i'm wondering it was all right but it was kind of washed out um i will say that i never messed around with the contrast and stuff so, like, it's possible that I could have gotten something a little bit better. And I was also using it as a monitor, not a TV. Yeah. Although, it wasn't that big for for a TV, honestly. Because the problem with I always running with, with TVs is, like, if you buy, like, a cheaper model, you you really don't get good um, color accuracy or, or just visuals. Even though it will say 1080p or 4K or whatever, it's, like, grainy as hell. So, I, you know how when I bought my phone, I, because they were so starved to sell their that flagship model of their phone they were giving away tvs as well with it (laughs) oh my god so i have an lg smart tv only because i bought this phone and there was like a promo going on and they they had two models of tv at that price range and i was like looking into it because i was like oh i bet you they're like shilling the the garbage one like they're just throwing in the whatever is the worst like smart tv um i think the model was like the the something something 350 and then the other model was the something something 450 and the cheaper tv was i think 300 dollars, and then the other one was a 750 dollar tv and so i like looked up the promo and looked to see what the model was that they were giving away and then i compared it to those um those two models and it was it's actually the 750 dollar tv that they gave me but the thing functions like a $300 TV. Like it's, it's supposed to be a smart TV, but like half the features don't even work. And like it struggles to connect <laughs> to the internet and Run, just runs like, like absolute fucking garbage. Yep. Yep. Like you would think that I bought some, like the cheapest smart TV yeah. I could find. Like it's just, yeah. n- it's just not a good product. And uh, like, we literally went out like last week and we bought a Chromecast to connect to that TV so that I can disconnect that TV from the internet because it functions so horribly on the internet. I'm just going to fucking do it on my phone and cast the TV. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like, like the, it, there's a bunch of weird, like really shitty brands that have those uh, TVs, like Westinghouse smart TV. <laughs> yeah. Would you guys ever buy a Westinghouse TV? No. <laughs> yeah. That's a negatory on that. That's an actual brand. I think I would only ever buy an LG, Samsung, or Sony. Uh, well, I can say that LG is not very good. <laughs> well, I, well, I have an LG. It was $1,200. It's 4K, yeah. and I, I love it. But that's the thing. Like, If you buy an expensive TV of any brand, it, it will generally end up better than yeah. cheaper models. Once you pass that like $1,000 mark, it's like yeah. they're all oh, using no. the same hardware. It's just a different brand name. Ten years ago, I bought a Sony TV that was $1,000. Which was a lot for for back then, mm-hmm. right? And it was not a very good TV. 
So Sony, I don't have a good reputation with. Um, the TV that I bought almost 10 years ago now um, is also an LG TV. And I bought it. Um, I went to this like this uh, like TV, like home entertainment shop. Uh, and they had a flyer on at the time. And I was like, all right, I'm looking for this particular model. And they didn't have it at the time. So the manager was like, you know what? Like, let's go into look at some other TVs and like, maybe we can make a deal. So he shows me that TV and it was like, he's like, what do you think of this one? I'm like, Oh yeah, it looks great. It's, it sounds great. And he's like, uh, what size, what size do you like? And we're looking at like the 47 inch or whatever. And I look at the price tag and it's like, you know, $1,200 or $1,400 or something like it's, it's an expensive TV. And this is like 10 years ago as well. And uh, he's like, tell you what, if you want this one, I'll give it to you for half price. So I got that TV for like $700. It's still way better than this like LG TV I got two years ago. That's so sad. And it's that 10 is so years sad. old. Yeah. Sharp Aquius. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> the, one, the, the one in my parents' basement still looks fucking great. You know what? Actually, my mom had an old uh, Sharp tube TV for, and it was massive. Like it was one of those ones that, um it didn't it wasn't one of the ones that came with like a built-in stand like base um but it was heavy as hell but she had we had that tv for probably 15 years and the last thing that i ever used that tv for when i was still living at her place was i pulled out the n64 and i plugged it into the tv because it had those like composite connections on the front of it nice absolutely like the best way to play old games mm-hmm. is on an old tube tv where there's it's just one-to-one input yeah. there's no input lag at all and i never would have thought that if you try to connect you know an a, a n64 to an hd tv that there'd be like like a fifth of a second input delay like it's it's just it's just enough that you notice it and just enough that it's kind of a pain in the ass yeah, that that's why if you're going to play old games on new TVs, it's better to do the virtual console through yeah. the Wii or Wii U as yeah. opposed to trying to get the old system on the new TV because it'll actually yeah. run better that way. But if you've got an old TV, oh, fucking yeah, hang it. on to it. Mm-hmm. I really wish I still had that TV. She got rid of it. I was so sad. My uh, my buddy gave me one and I had it for a couple months and then he came to me months later. He's like, he's like, I want that TV back. Is that possible? I'm like... All right, fine. So I ended up I giving it back to him, but I think I think he keeps up at his cottage, and that's where he plays his old games. Perfect. I wonder yeah. if they could do like a trial TV run because it's it's so hard to buy a TV in the store because you can't actually see your own content on it. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to take it home for like a week, actually play some games, watch some movies, whatever. There's and then probably some places that you could, would let you do that. Yeah, just keep it within the return period, and yeah. then if you don't like it, just return it. It's like usually that's 14 fair. days. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right, let's move on here. Um, so Star Wars Squadrons is only a $40 game US, and we got some reasoning behind that. Uh, this comes just from GameSpot. COO and CFO Blake Jorgensen said that uh, we always look at the games uh, we want to make, and we want to make sure we are providing the greatest value for our players. And, you know, games all have a different scale, and most of our games right now have a huge scale. We designed Squadrons to really focus on what we heard from consumers which is one of their greatest fantasies, and that's being able to fly an X-Wing fighter, a TIE fighter, and be in a dogfight. Yeah. What, what's funny is that we've done that in other games. Yeah, but it wasn't fun, though. We have to keep living out our fantasies. 
and so it doesn't have the breadth of some of the, our uh, some of our games, but it is still an incredible game. And so that's why we chose to price it at a slightly lower level uh, to allow access to as many people as possible who have that Star Wars fantasy. Just fly around in Battlefield Four and just make X-wing noises. Oh, do you think they're going to have a Hoth level? I don't know if was that was I, that asked with disappointment or like no excitement. Excitement. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about not, Hoth. We're not flying speeders. We're flying starfighters. Y- yeah, yeah. Come but, on, Adriano. Okay, okay. We can take <laughs> liberties here. Come on, people. And they, in, in Force Awakens, Poe po and his uh, Scooby Doo gang came down in the atmosphere Freaking with Scooby Doo X- gang. It came down in in the atmosphere with X wings. So like, um, why Black can't Squadron? What? Whatever, Ryan. Okay, Scooby Doo Squadron. Heard the maybe, same maybe, thing twice. Maybe we should be Scooby Doo Squadron. Scooby Doo Squadron, yeah. Man, that doesn't sound too bad. I don't mind. SDS. I mind doing that. that or or we go with the Microsoft Office idea. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um. Also, they um. They they explained that it's not necessarily going to have a PS5 or Xbox Series X version, and that they're relying on the backwards compatibility. But I don't think they ruled out a upgraded version in the future but for right now just just current gen versions it, it's it's uh ea's always kind of been kind uh, they've never really done remasters or forward compatibility or backward they're against remasters been. aren't they yeah like like they they it took them a long time to put out burnout paradise and and i think they were super reluctant about that and to be honest i'm surprised that they they are taking that kind of stand. You figured they, they're all about money. They would they would be all about re-releasing as many franchises as many times over, trying to milk as many pre-orders with collector's editions as possible. Like, remember, I'm we bought, sh- remember we I'm, bought that for Murdy? I'm fucking shocked that we, we buy? We bought we that. Buy? We bought Burnout Paradise. All of us did on his oh, recommendation and yeah, then I have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have it. Um like I'm fucking shocked that they did not do Mass Effect remastered. Maybe they're doing a remake. They do have it on EA Access though. Like it like it's still very accessible. I can definitely see them remastering some stuff that maybe isn't accessible or modernizing some stuff. Yeah, no, I I, I get that like they're they're supporting the the existing game for like any sort of legacy systems, whether it's current gen, next gen, or any sort of ser- service. But I'm just shocked that they didn't Go through those textures, clean them up, put them in a new box with new art and a nice remaster tag on it. Like, I, like I'm just shocked that EA hasn't pounced on that yet. I'd buy it. If I, I would probably buy it too, but I'm, like, I'm just, it, it's weird. E- EA has so many, they have like such good um, motivations in some areas and then they have, they take complete 180s and others and it's just it's just it's kind of a sad state that bioware is currently in Mm -hmm. i I think they've kind of lost their reputation which is really really unfortunate what what happened there was that was that just was that just solely anthem i i I also don't like no get excited about their stuff but i also don't even know what they did no it wasn't anthem it was mass effect andromeda it was dragon age 2 wasn't well received Um, oh right i forgot uh, about that one so um, there's another one in there. Wait, wait, wait! But what about Inquisition? Inquisition is out, and yeah, Inquisition in, won uh, game yeah. of the year. Yeah, Inquisition's well received. So, like, so, like, what, what did these, 
<laughs> it was these it, it guys was Andromeda. Do. It was Andromeda and, and Andromeda um, and Anthem. It was Andromeda and, and Anthem. That that was it. Yeah. That, that's all. That's all it took. No, but, but, those, but those were made by different studios too. But, different but those are but those were also coming off the very poorly received Mass Effect Three finale. Uh, like that was like people are fucking pissed oh, about right, the right. I forgot game. about that yeah. too. Yeah. So it there's the the horror stories coming out of Bioware um, are. Fantastical to read. Um, I read that entire article. That was mm-hmm. incredible. Like and that it was a long article. That that Bioware magic that they were just hoping would kick in. Like they were Pixar esque. They're relying oh, on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got to be said. Like you know, I'm not exactly a, a person that runs a game studio, but if my business ran on Bioware magic or whatever company name, enter company name here, magic, it'd be like we have to seriously do like an assessment. Like we need but, some damn. We need some damn like hard evidence as to like what is good and how we make something good but <laughs> like I don't we think can't be can't be doing this i don't think it's unusual though i've heard of, i've heard like different interviews with um studio heads and stuff and they all say it's a miracle that games even get made it's, same with it's, films it's, it's hell until the end yeah but so if the if this game who's doing squadrons what what studio's doing this oh uh, that's a good question too um is it's it someone. uh is it titanfall people no uh, it might be huh those poor mm. titanfall people their games are legitimately so good and they just never oh motive it's motive get the credit oh, okay. or whatever oh is that those are the people that did no that's criterion i was gonna say is that the uh motive worked the burnout on folks. battlefront right um they were there i think for the most part they were like an a, a um auxiliary studio that like helped out other studios at EA. I think this might be their first like um game that they did on their own. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they did uh, Battlefront 2. So Hmm. Uh I'm not big on the the artwork. The like the 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 poster, if you go to the Wikipedia page, I don't care much for the uh I like the poster. I don't I don't care for the in-game visuals. It doesn't look as good as Battlefront does, but I mean that doesn't really matter, but um, you don't like and, that poster? No, I don't. Something about it. I don't. It doesn't look Star Wars, but I, I think it looks cool. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, uh, I'm assuming this was this is going to be the tile that's going to be on the PS4. Like it's going to be in that stretch of tiles. Oh yeah, probably. That's let probably me let me ask you guys this: Is this them letting their devs doing whatever they want? For the first time, uh, no, I doubt it. Even. It's it's if the devs want to do what they want, they wouldn't be making a Star Wars game. They'd be making something original. Although you know what? To be fair to EA, they do have that indie like initiative that they do. They don't think they have any input on that stuff. They just they simply support the game. What was uh, it? Um, financially and, and unravel. Yeah, unravel and then that that one? that one guy's game. Uh, with the two the two brothers. He did two games with two brothers. Oh, a way out and yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, how was that, Ryan? It was not a very good game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really sad, actually. His enthusiasm for it was so immense that you were like, "Man, this guy, this, this like guy's this game, this game's the greatest be awesome. game ever." And, and then, then it just was pretty. I don't mean this in a mean <laughs> way, but it was pretty mediocre. Huh. So this is going to be 40 bucks. What is this going to be Canadian? 60, 65? 
I think it's up on the stores in Canada right now, isn't it? Oh, is it, and this is on everything, right? We can crossplay on. Uh... I believe they did confirm crossplay. Fuck don't quote, don't quote yeah. Me on that, you're you're the first on one that right that told me that, Adriano, and I believe that you're correct. Fifty-four ninety-nine Canadian. All right, all right. That's uh, that's not on. That's uh, that's pretty good. I am not a Star Wars fan, and I want to play this. Oh, I'm absolutely getting this day one. I'm and I'm going to speak for Ryan and say he is going to get this day one. Oh yeah, if he hasn't pre-ordered it yet. Um, no, I don't usually pre-order until like a month before. Although I pre-order, I pre-order out, a night of and then just like preload it. Like yeah, you're, luck, you're lucky though. Oh yeah, I'm pretty pumped for this. But like, right. I, I meant that not not as a, an internet insult, Ryan. To be clear, no, I, I meant know. that I meant that I'm more just, of just... a. I'm gonna wait until like it's pretty much assumed or like almost 100% certain that the game's going to be good. And then I'm like, yeah. all right, let's just do it. Ooh, do I do a VR headset with this? You're crazy. On PC? Yeah. I mean, I, the VR requirements are, um, more than what you have. No, I meet the, I meet the VR requirements. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. VR, v, the non VR recommended is a GTX 1060. The VR recommended is GTX 1070, and I have a 1070 Ti. Oh, Nelly, look at you. Yeah. The minimum is a 660 across the board, so even my old video card would be... Able- oh, yeah, 660, so yeah, I'd be able to... In VR, my- too? No, 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 no. 660 just minimum, a non-VR. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, so even my old video card, I could dust that puppy off, put that shit on low, and run it. The thing about like the thing about um about VR is if you really think about it and this is a weird thing to think about at least in my perspective is VR is actually kind of old. Like it's kind of like as old as a console. And mm-hmm. I just keep thinking as VR as being like this is cutting edge, but realistically, I mean I, I I'm not ne- I'm never while. it's been yeah, a while, I, it's been out for a while, yeah. I, I'm not taken back by the VR announcement anymore. It's like and the VR one. It's like, "Oh yeah, okay." Like that that's uh, of course. So, it's. I think it. I think it's established itself. It has its credibility. Um, I'm still in the. I'm still in the in the class of like. I really really like Vive. I've tried well, it out on on Payday Two, and like I really like it. Um, but I to, just don't see myself like cracking it out to come play Payday Two. The, I think. I think to really utilize a, a VR. Um, headset you need to have it set up you need to have the space it just needs to be there like you breaking it out every time is not going to be a thing but like for for on the steam page for squadrons it has it listed as headsets are the valve index htc vive and the oculus rift and i couldn't tell you a fucking difference between them they might as well all be the same headset to me there is a difference though yeah, there is. I just couldn't tell. Oh, well, I, I used Vive you could, with you the could, room you could, thing. You could put a gun to my head and tell me, you'd say, what's the difference between these? I wouldn't be able to tell you. All right. Move on to our last story for the week. Um, so in the U.S., they, uh, they're they having a bit of a problem with... Um, Liberty? The military. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the military recruiting through Twitch and esports. Um, this comes to us from Damn. GameSpot. Uh, U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez introduced a measure that would prevent the military from using video games, esports, and live streaming services uh, for recruitment. Um, 
Currently, several branches of the military, including the U.S. Army and Navy, maintain their own esports teams and Twitch channels. Uh, the measure comes after numerous controversies regarding the military's Twitch presence. The U.S. Army and the U.S. Navy have been banning viewers who ask or talk about war crimes, which is potentially a violation of the First Amendment right to free speech, since the organizations are extensions of the federal government. <laughs> Twitch recently uh, stopped the U.S. Army from promoting seemingly fake giveaways that would give viewers information to recruiters. Now, however, this bill was defeated when it came up to vote um, yesterday. So they're not going to be banning the U.S. from or the military from uh, recruiting through these sources. But I was wondering what you guys, what you guys thought on on military recruiting through gaming stuff. That's uh, a little scary, honestly. Yeah. Uh, if I'm being if I'm being totally blunt, like I for some reason I just get like a thought in my head of somebody who you know obviously like a younger person like probably in high school not knowing who they're talking to and then just like accidentally signing a form. And I like I don't know whether that's how aggressive it is or anything. Like I don't even know yeah. if that part is legal I, to be totally clear. But I just that's the first thing that flashed into my head. I don't know the extent to what their recruitment methods were, but obviously they were doing this promotion of giveaways to get information. Um, I, I know they were doing banner ads and stuff. Um, and well, also, like if the... you went if you went to the one stream and they would link in the chat, like click this to like sign up for the giveaway. And then you click that link, and it took you to the recruitment page. It didn't take you to a giveaway. Mm, don't like that. And one of the problems that Alexander Ocasio-Cortez had was that um, they were advertising to people as as young as twelve. Yep. And and the correlation between watching someone play Call of Duty and then there being like a military recruitment thing right next to it, and you're equating gameplay now with um, yeah with the army. Yeah. So it's gross. Pretty intense stuff, but pretty uh, fucked up. Pre- it's a, it's pre- actually scary to me. Like that's actually yeah. frightening. Pre- predatory is the lead, is the most accepting term it could be. Yeah. Just, um, almost grooming in yeah. a sense. <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah. It's a very. It's a very word. Yeah, <laughs> it's gross. It's a gross yeah. situation, so it needs a gross word. Mm-hmm. It didn't make it through the uh, the Congress though, so. Uh, but her, her, and she. You said that she tried to introduce a measure that would prevent that didn't make it through Congress. That's what didn't make it through. Yeah. Okay, so so they can still be predators in the. But I mean, one thing she pointed out um, was that a lot of the Congress people are are old, who don't necessarily understand what Twitch is. Um, you know, so yeah. I, I imagine she'll keep working at it. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like Congress shouldn't be made up of a bunch of old white dudes. Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask if, like, if, if, like, you have people who don't understand, like, if you have um, politicians, whatever they are, that don't understand a thing in Congress, and this is like an actual question because I don't know. uh, In Congress, do they equate it? Like, so for example, I would, the very first thing that pops into my mind is if they're like, what's Twitch? You'd be like, this is the new car, this is the new Saturday cartoons. Right. Is it okay? Is it okay you're trying, to re- you're trying to relate it to that? Oh, right. I gotcha. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, does that happen? Because that might help. You know what I mean? It might be like this is the new Saturday cartoons for kids, except it's all the time and it's on the phone. I mean, you know, they, yeah, they these when they write these bills, they are like talking to other Congress people. Um, but I mean, like, do they do they have a person? Do they have a person that explains it? 
Oh, because like, even like what if you're like some, just a some, person? No, somebody who, doing research? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> but no, but they, so they don't have because even if you're the most informed person or like you think you are, if you're just a person that lived in a really rural community and had no internet, you could be like up to date on all the world news from your newspaper or like whatever. But you could just not know anything about computers. You could be the youngest person and not know anything. So like, I'm just surprised that they don't have somebody there that's like you know. Inter- Effectively, an interpreter, actually, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I that's, think one of the that's freaking weird, man. I think the problem is like several fold because a it's that they don't understand the, the what's going on with Twitch, right? I think b um, the military, I I believe, last I heard, has low recruitment numbers, right? And then c like anything you do, even if it's not actually damaging to the military, if you just try to take away some little bit of power from the military it's like you're now a traitor and so they can't they can't do that mm-hmm. you know what i mean you can't you can't be anti-war and uh fuck you can't be anti-war and support the military at the same time right yeah and so i think i think a lot of people probably saw this as no the u.s military does need to recruit people you know so we we need this and it's, it'd be unbelievable that you would want to take this away from them, you know, this, uh, to just put a slight comical spin on this. It does remind me of the Simpsons, um, Ina net Um, when they, that music video is released and it's a bunch of people singing Ina net and then backwards it says, uh, um, join the Navy. She's like a subliminal <laughs> message hidden within the music and Homer's just going around singing Ina net all right, that's all I got to say on that. Um, query corner? Query corner for me. Uh, Matt, you need to explain this one. Can you t- t- say the blurb that we had? Because I forget. Dreams. Dreams, right. <laughs> okay. No, right. I literally blurb, just blurb, forgot yeah. the whole topic. Well, because that, that like military thing threw me for a loop. That was, that was was That's weird. Uh, but anyway, um, so... We're having this conversation, so uh, I'll just bring up. Uh, so our buddy Marty, uh, who's who sometimes on the show, uh, bought Dreams, and um, Ryan, you bought Dreams as well. Yep. You guys both kind of played it in different ways. So Ryan, you played it as a more of a game where you kind of messed around with the tools, but you weren't planning on building anything. You were planning on sort of just playing the game. So in other words, playing games that other people's other other people make. So to be clear for anyone who doesn't know what Dreams is, it's a game where you make games or experiences with like a bunch of creative tools basically and you put it on like the dreams marketplace effectively and you can download them and play them yeah or experience them whatever yeah so marty was on the other in the other camp where like a bit of both but he he was playing some other games for inspiration and stuff like that but he was also buying or he was also kind of getting into the the editor and he was thinking about writing a story and actually having a game be made in there and one of the things that you know kind of really sucks about dreams is that dreams is really powerful but because it's really powerful, it's really complex. And because it's really complex, it takes a lot of time. It takes time to learn. And so these type of games, this game, Project Spark, and you know a few others that have come out, you're not going to see the best that creators have. And you're not going to see the, the, the full potential of the tool until the tool ages. Now, you can say the same thing about consoles where we're getting way better graphics now than we did at the beginning of the PS4, But for like as an example. But... Even then, maybe a year into the PS4, you were still getting better than PS3 experiences, even, you know, arguably at the beginning too, but it's still incremental. So I guess the question or the conversation I want to have is, is like, 
it really sucks that Dreams obviously took a ton of time to make. There was a ton of love put into that game. It was like really, you know, like I got I got that really polished feel from it when you were playing it, Ryan. Like even the tools, it just seemed mm-hmm. really smooth. And for what it was doing, it seemed to load really well on a PS4 and stuff like that. And like Marty has an older PS4, like a sort of a Gen 1, but like maybe a few months into the launch. Um so he doesn't have a pro and you have a pro and like I only saw yours and yours was running, but he wasn't complaining about his. Uh, although I think he may have had a problem. Did he have a heat warning or something at one point? Uh, he was confused when he got the heat warning, um, but it, w- it was during, um, as, as far as I know, it was during The Last of Us Part 2, but maybe he did have the same issues with the fan. And oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was, okay. So, okay. So like barring that issue then, because we're not sure what happened there. So just forget, forget that little performance thing, but like that game feels like one of those Sony, which effectively this is, Media Molecule, it, it, this feels like very much like one of those Sony games where it is just really really polished and so it this is more of like i guess my question is is it's like do do these type of games almost need like i don't know what creator period or something so that their full potential can be realized because now that this game is out you know it's been out for a few months now even if it hits a year old i don't really hear much about this game i heard a lot about it in the beginning but the fact that this, the fact that it literally just kind of came out and just launched already and is in the public's hands, a lot of people aren't going to come back to it. And so that's almost, the concern. I was almost going to say the opposite. I feel like maybe longer the time goes on, more and more people might be interested in buying Dreams, especially when articles are coming out about the sorts of things that people have made in Dreams so far. Like I've been following um, on the Monster Hunter subreddit for a little while there's a person who's working by themselves to make a like monster hunter spin-off game in dreams but you play as like this one particular monster instead of the hunters and you're like running around and you can hunt other monsters as this monster and the like everything is made from scratch like i think that's my is something that maybe um needs to be clarified is that like it's a game making game it provides you the tools to create your own models, create your own animations, create your own uh, like effects and worlds and environments, your own UI. You can program like all the inputs for everything. Like it is an entire game creating software to make other games that you can then share with other people to play. And it's like super accessible. Um, But there is that like very distinct um, difference that you can see between someone who just like really like shoddily threw together some floating platforms in a space and you can jump between them and then your character kind of looks like spider-man and it's like hey i made the spider-man game versus like these hyper polished like passion project projects that people are putting hundreds if not thousands of hours into creating um and like that is not something that is available like it's available right away. Like they, every time they have a new update that they share on, on Reddit, they always post like, Hey, here's like the download link. If you want to like play the build that I've got so far. And I remember watching it from like way back when they started, when it didn't have like, you know, the textures weren't very refined. The models were not refined at all. They were just basically doing like animation showcases and stuff like that. And then they started to add environments and then they started to add details. And then they started to add like attacks and like combo chains for those attacks and stuff like that. Um, And another one that I saw on, um, I think it was Kotaku reported on it and probably a couple of other websites. Someone is creating, it's a guy by himself again, 
a an Avatar: The Last Airbender game in Dreams that already is significantly better than the Avatar game that came out in 360 <laughs> all those years ago. Like it's it's really <laughs> impressive, like what they've done. And it's just this one person, you know, putting a couple hours in every day on this little project that they're doing. They've got environments. They've got it so that you can fly around. They've got it so that you can use like the air scooter for those that are familiar with the anime. They the models are like not only are they like models that are in the game, but they like look good. Like they, it's not like they tried to go for like super, you know, realistic or anything. Like they've definitely gone for a very hyper stylized um like style for this game but it's like it looks really friggin good and that's only half of it right and they and this is what this 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 project this person's been working on ever since the game launched like they bought it day one and they pretty much they were like you know what there isn't a good avatar game and i want to play a good avatar game so i figured well fuck it i may as well just make it myself but those aren't there day one right so people have to you know, if people buy dreams and they're not the kind of person, and this is going to be the vast majority of people that play this game. It's the same with like Mario maker. The vast majority of people that play these games just want to find good maps or good games that other people have made and they want to play them. They want to experience them. And there's like, there's going to be a lot of just very basic, you know, simplistic games on there. There's going to be a lot of trash. There's going to be stuff that's not good. Um, But then I guess basically the question here is like how long is is too long for there not to be any anything good on this game because what what do what do media molecule do do they keep do they keep working within their own parameters of the software that they've made and they keep releasing like official like dreams team content for people to play every once in a while do they do that which and they could pump those out because they're a whole team doing it or are they already like working on their new project and they're just like, you know what, we'll just release this. We'll let people do with it, whatever they're going to do. And we'll moderate slightly. Or like, do we just have to kind of sift through all of the trash to try to find a couple of gems until these like major projects come out that look super good. They play super well. They're like fully fleshed out games um, within this system. I was, I was going to say that this game could actually benefit from, I mean, of all things, the Fallout 76 sort of roadmap system in which they sort of have, like, in the fall we're doing this, like, they have, like, a title for it, so it'll be like, this is the Brotherhood update or something, and here's, you know, here's what we're going to be releasing in these three months or in these two months or whatever, we're going to be releasing this, 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 and this, and these are the highlights of this sort of three-month period or whatever it is. I kind of almost thinking that might be what they, the way they need to go, but the problem with that is that if they're going to be releasing new tools, that's effectively what they would be doing, then those creatives now have more tools that they may want to add to their games and may actually end up de- like um, sort of delaying things. It almost seems like this game almost requires a constant marketing push where they, every three months or something, take a take a, an inventory of the top three projects quality wise based on you know whether it's community vote or whatever and then they take those and they showcase them and they actually take out ads and be like look what you can do in dreams to get people to come into the experience because a bunch of people like ryan like do you have any intention of booting it up again not unless i hear about something that's like so amazing that you have to go see it it's still on my console i haven't deleted it but how close is that thing i've not really i've uh... 
I don't have any ambition to boot it back up. And that really sucks because yeah. that game is like um, you said. There's a very like sort of brief story in the game. But yeah, there's like a little single player thing, and it shows you a lot of what is possible because there's like there's like multiple gameplay types within the the campaign. But this game probably would have really benefited from sort of the little the little big planet approach, where a little big planet for a platformer did have a fairly flushed out campaign. I've only played the first one, but it had a fairly flushed out campaign. Pretty large campaign, yeah. Pretty pretty large campaign. It was pretty like difficult with the different difficulty settings and such. You could play it with friends, and it did show you, it did show you what was, you know, possible. But it also was very much a very flushed out game. It seems like Dreams. The number one thing is like that it's a game builder, which of course makes makes sense because it's the biggest thing that would take the longest. But it just sucks that that potential will never be realized. Like, do you guys remember Project Spark for from the Microsoft side of things? Oh, yeah, like, that's a game building uh... game. No, that's a game build. That is a game building game by Microsoft, and I don't know whether it's still available. But I I was excited by its announcement. I looked at some of the stuff people were building, and there was some really cool stuff. But again, it just falls by the wayside because anyone who I don't remember if it was free to play or you had to pay for it years ago now, but who anyone who downloaded it or paid for it or whatever it was, just it came out. <laughs> I I think so, unless it's still in beta. Like, do, do you see what I mean though? Like, like the, the fact that we don't know sort of is the mm. problem so i'm on i'm on media molecules uh twitter right now and they're pretty active um multiple multiple posts a day and they actually do have um content where they um they're showing off community stuff which is what i which is what i was going to say oh you know they should do that but they already are doing that and they're also doing uh streams on twitch twitch.tv slash media underscore molecule uh every couple of days where they have their game designers showing people how to do specific things within dreams. So like the past couple of days they were doing sound design. Um, and before that they, <clears throat> they were showing off more community stuff. Um, they were showing off how to do, um, they have little things for like a, for platforming games. They've got stuff showing off how to do VR things in in uh in dreams they've got they've got lots of stuff here basically um which is good because i think that's going to be the only way that that game is going to continue to to be relevant i think is if they keep pushing it like that if they keep basing all of their content around it and what people are making um then that's what's going to make that game successful and, and clearly project spark did not do that because i remember the announcement for project spark and then i never saw like anything that well, anybody made in Project Spark. I have a timeline for Project Spark. <clears throat> the game was announced uh, during E3 in 2013. There was a, a Windows beta in December of 2013, an Xbox One beta in March of 2014, and on May 13th, 2016, Microsoft announced that Project Spark would no longer be available for purchase and that online services would be, uh, no longer be available. Yeah. Damn. So two years it lasted. I mean, like, fair enough. If no one was using it, then yeah. Yeah, and that's, sounds... I'm a little worried about Media Molecule, too, because I don't think Tearaway sold very well. And I, I don't think, I'm not sure how Dreams sold, but I, I, I can't imagine it was doing crazy numbers. It, it kind of sounds know. like they're doing a good job, but they need to take out sort of like Instagram ads or something to further their reach. Because I didn't even think of following Media Molecule. Like it, anyone within their 
their community, I'm sure, is getting a lot of great content. And that's good. That's good on them. They need to continue doing that. But they need to do something sort of because they're like a larger company or at least backed by Sony to some extent. They sort of need to like like really push some sort of marketing scheme, I think. So here's here's a perspective and just bounce this off you guys. You can let me know what you think. Do you, is is the scope of dreams, which is pretty much a software you can make whatever you could possibly think of, is it too big? Is it too wide a scope? Because when we look at games where you can create your own games um, that have been done by other companies, such as Mario Maker 2 or Mario Maker, those games sold insanely well. Yeah. Yeah. sold crazy crazy numbers people are still playing it all the time like one of the old like newgrounds animators that i used to follow is streaming on twitch most days a week him making his mario maker levels and people like he's got some of the most well-known ones um does it make more sense to make a smaller scope game creating game with you know a bunch of different tools to do whatever you want in them uh or do whatever you want with them, but then, you know, you can only make it so different from other things within that tool set because as it's been shown with Nintendo, when they've had a very, a smaller scale, but highly polished and highly refined version of that sort of take on that style of game, it's been incredibly successful and continues to be. And Nintendo barely has to even push Mario Maker at all. It, it's, it's carrying itself. It's so fucking popular. So is it just that maybe is it just that dreams isn't as well known as Mario is, is part of it? Is it just that dreams is maybe too big and too daunting? I think a, a there's a marketing issue, I think for sure, because everyone knows what Mario maker was. You make Mario games mm -hmm. dreams. I think the, no one knew what it was for the longest time. You know, remember they said it, remember they said years and years ago, I think the PS3 was still the only console from Sony or the most up-to-date one. And uh, remember they said it was hard to control? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And I and I, and I I remember going, talking to Ryan and I was like, immediately I'm out. If you tell me something's <laughs> hard to control, I'm out. Like, why would I want to, you know, subject myself to it? And I really didn't even know what the game was at the time. And and I don't think it was clearly laid out. And, but I'm with, I'm with you, Tim, on that. Like, I feel like something like Dreams... Like maybe since it's you know you know hindsight's twenty twenty, maybe they could add a simple mode where they're like go into platformer mode, and here's just like a Mario Maker type interface for a platformer, or go into shooter mode, and we you know we have a person that walks around and like shoots, you know change the gun up, build the buildings, kind of Minecraft it together, and then here like here's the enemies and stuff, maybe that's sort of what they need. Now, God knows whether that exists. I, not, I don't know if it does uh, in that game. But it that would be the stuff I think that would draw people in and people would be like, man, I'm going to make my own text adventure. I'm going to make my own platformer. I'm going to make my own shooter. And a lot of people, even younger like younger kids who like, don't understand a lot of technical stuff, obviously, could benefit from that because they might just mess around and like build a city and run around just like shooting at things. You know, they could run, they could run around as like not Mario, but like a, you know, they could play a platformer like Mario. And then, like, anyone who likes retro stuff might dig the text editor games or whatever. And so, 
I, All right. My, I, Dreams I, is in I a hear a spot. hungry kitty in the back somewhere. <laughs> uh, Tim, you said you have a friend who um, uh, streams Mario constantly, Mario Maker. Uh, no, he's an animator that I used to follow a while ago. Oh, okay. Uh, Rub- Rubber Ross or Rubber Ninja. I, I'm so curious if anybody just knows quickly how does how does monetization with Nintendo IP work still on YouTube and Twitch? Like I remember for a while there was not doable, but then there was like a partner system. Um, I think then I, I mean I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but I think Nintendo is kind of opened more opened up to it more they, because they I, I do I do recall when on like YouTube and stuff like YouTube channels had to like kind of contact nintendo and say like hey is it okay am i like big enough to play your content and you won't copyright strike me because nintendo kind of went ham for copyright strikes on on youtube a couple years ago and no matter like who was who was doing it and then sort of the bigger channels were okay to do it and i remember people in the past asking me like when i started streaming on twitch more regularly and i was playing some nintendo games every once in a while and they were going like is that okay like is nintendo okay with that and I mean, like, I haven't heard of anybody on Twitch ever really, like, hearing from Nintendo saying, like, hey, you can't monetize your content based around our content. So mm-hmm. I think they're okay with it to an extent because if there's no news, is good news, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Nintendo is, like, one of those companies where you would never think that they would do that if you just saw their products and saw their marketing and they're they're Nintendo directs, but then oh, yeah. it's just like well known in the industry that it's just like don't poke them. Yeah, behind the curtain they're brutal. Yeah, they'll they'll fight you tooth and nail for sure. Vicious motherfuckers. They even took down uh, like emulator sites. Although I don't know how legal or illegal that stuff was, but I know they went after them. To I was going to say yeah, just a couple years ago. Generally, Nintendo starts going hard for that sort of thing when they've got something in the works because the reason they started mm. going so hard on those on those emulator sites was because they were about to release the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. Well, it, it but even if they weren't going to release something, those emulator sites are doing something wrong there. They are they are putting they're, stuff they're, out there. They're redistributing content, yeah. Yeah, but, but I, I also read a, a, an article once saying that a lot of the times when when big companies go after these seemingly little guys who are just doing it sparingly, it's not even so much that they, they care that much about it. It's just because if they don't, it creates a precedent for a future case later for somebody to argue that they should be allowed to do it. It's almost like, well, Nintendo, because like when the big guy does come out and say, yeah, I'm pirating your stuff, I'm distributing it. And then Nintendo says, okay, we're coming after you for this. They then can look at the other smaller cases in which Nintendo doesn't go after them for and say, but why didn't you go after them there? So I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's almost like a, you have to, there has to be like a level of absolutism in there mm. just to, just to establish a, yes, we are going to come after you. Yeah. So like, don't fuck with us. Cause this yeah. is what we'll do kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. One step or a thousand steps. Unfortunately, we have to give you the old bat on the nose and say, no bad bad don't do that (laughs) (laughs) all right that's all we got for this week thanks for joining us uh tim is on the twitch yes sir twitch.tv slash yeah that figures that's where i am most days a week you're on the switch matt what's your what's our twitch our twitch is glitchy as hell 
Um, <laughs> no, it's twitch.tv slash day one patch media, and it is literally glitchy as hell. That was a, a travesty last time we played. Holy Man, crap. That, that was hilarious to watch. You're oh. just like trying to drive the Jeep down the road, and every time you rev up, you just, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Here, here goes go. the frame rate. Like, and and oh. I, I, I hear you guys actually did a flip this time. Oh, um, oh, we did a. Fl- oh yeah. I, oh, I sent it to you last week. Yeah. We hit a, we hit an object and it flipped over. But th- last week we like deleted our old save because we like had like irreparable damage to it. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> irreparable damage of one of the cases was absolutely due to lag, and I was either it was, it was either due to the lag directly or it lagged. I was ticked off, and then when I came back, I just like screwed up. Please, but no, Johns. Excuse me. Right. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Smash Bros. term. Oh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. 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 <laughs> what an ending. What a beginning. <laughs>